Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And we're about to do something super petty. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a Sunday show. I know what you're thinking. Oh, they must be here to talk politics. No, uh, fascism sucks. We hate fascism. Screw Italy. It's the home of fascism. I'm not surprised that they went fascist, but we're not here to complain about that. No. And it'll only last for another... Couple of years, hopefully. But uh, look forward to... Eight or ten really rough years, people. But the thing about fascism is um, the fascists are bad at everything because it is a uh, when you run a uh, entire political philosophy about, you know, disregarding science and history and just everything about how the world works and this, you know, fantasy version of toxic masculinity as a political philosophy. Yeah, that's not stable and it doesn't last, but it makes everything suck for everybody around it. And it doesn't help that this is happening while we're trying to deal with climate change. So, uh, yeah, it's oh. it's going to be rough, but we that, will get through this. That's not why we're here. <laughs> that's not why we're here today. All right, so... Complain about Rolling Stone. Uh, we're here to complain about Rolling Stone, specifically Alan Sepinwall. Alan Sepinwall, of course, being a famous TV critic. Uh, and uh, more about him later. He has put out a list in Rolling Stone of the 100 greatest TV shows of all time. And in case you're wondering, are, are they here to complain that Criminal Minds isn't on that list? Of course we're not. That would be insane. We love Criminal Minds. We're obsessed with Criminal Minds. We're not calling it one of the greatest 100 TV shows of all time. No. We're here to talk about the fact that Wise Guy isn't on this list. Yeah. So now what we're going to do is we're going to quickly zip through the hundred things that are on this list and see if any of them, obviously, my feeling is, based on A, the fact that it invented the story arc and with it modern television, right? And B, uh, is just, as a show itself, so incredibly well written and acted right? It deserves to be at the top of this list. I think that is my position. And I doubt you're going to disagree with me on that one. Why would I disagree with you? I Spoiler agree. alert. Alan Sepinwall is the kind of guy who, you know, you can see it in the picture here. Obviously Sopranos is going to be number one. He's that guy. Oh God, help me. And I know that you and I both agree that there's no planet in which the Sopranos is a better show than Wise Guy. God. Sopranos isn't a better show than I'm sure. I'm sure we can find others. <laughs> a hundred things to put over Sopranos. I know. I have never wanted to watch Sopranos a second time. Yeah. I watched it the first time. I didn't. Oh, yeah. like we it. all did. But I haven't rewatched Sopranos. Why would I've you? Never, I've never gone back and rewatched it. Why would you rewatch it? It's yeah. crap. I know. I know. I know. I know. Wise guy of- is there. There's good stuff in the Sopranos. There's you know interesting stuff in the Sopranos. I, but I'm not saying that. But it's not. It the is. performances in The Sopranos, none of that. But I'd never want to watch it again because but it's be- like, how many times can you watch, you know, the exact same series of events happening if a dumb guy shows up and he causes a lot of trouble and then Tony has to kill someone he's connected to because he was a dumb guy who caused a bunch of trouble. It happens over and over and over again. Over and over again. And his mother is, you know what? And his he's got a problem with ducks. And oh, jeez. And his, well, no, but his mother dies. And so they bring in um, uh, Ada Totoro to play yeah. his sister, it's- filling in for his mother, quite obviously. You know, like she takes on the role that his mother had in the first thing. And it's like they do the same few story beats over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. And there's there's a lot of good performances and there's a lot of good writing. But the idea that you put it at the top, 
And I understand that he's going to say it's at the top because of it was the breakout of what people call the golden age of television that we're currently living in. But wise guy invented all of this. Mm. All right. So uh, let's just go through the list quickly. A hundred. What we do in the shadows. Genuinely hilarious TV show. I love the movie that it's based on. It's a continuation of this movie. That's a fake documentary about vampires from Taika Waititi. And it's, it's just a really good movie. Really good show. Love it a lot. Matt Berry's the funniest man alive. And he's one of the stars of it. Can't get enough. 99 Oz. Great show. I'll never watch again. You know, well, but for different reasons, for different reasons. Okay. It's just it, too. We've, talked, we've oh. talked about Oz before. Yeah. And it is, and I can remember, we could not wait in our family. You, me. Oh, no. Everybody, everybody oh, could not wait till the new till season the next started. Season. I know. Every time. Every single time. And you look at some of the characters in it, I mean, uh, some of the people, it was. High it was, point, high point of uh, Chris Maloney's career. Yeah. Playing Chris Keller. He's, uh -huh. he's incredible. It's what made J.K. Simmons a star, right? Yep. You know, I wish Eamon Walker, who played Saeed, got more work because he was so fantastic on that show. Oh, was Lee Turgeson. But, but Lee Turgeson is the main character. Like, to the extent that it has a main character, yeah. it is Lee Turgeson and the journey that this, you know, uh, guy who drunk driving killed a kid. And you're like, he's completely irredeemable. But the journey they take him on of yeah. this guy who thought he knew how the world worked, it's it's an incredible arc for that character. So, yeah. Uh, really good show. All right. Uh, the Good Fight. It's a continuation of The Good Wife. Really good law show. The idea that it's better than Wise Guy is insane. <laughs> yeah, of course. The original Odd Couple. I love the original Odd Couple. But again, better than Wise Guy? Who are we kidding? Well, uh, it's a comedy and it's it's a fun comedy and you should have broken these into two. I know. Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty is, I mean, uh, Rick and Morty's, it's, you know, Dan Harmon's uh, absurdist, foul-mouthed uh, sci-fi cartoon. Again, fine. Yeah, you know, but come on. Squid Game. How is Squid Game this low on the list? Yeah, this. Yeah, that is. How is this 95 on this list? This should be so much higher on this list. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I'm going to put down Squid Game. I'm going to keep a list of things that I think that should actually be deserve to be in the conversation with Wise Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of them. Oh, absolutely. It is. Uh, news Radio. I adore. I think it's a fantastic show. I'm not going to say it's not a fantastic show. I mean, all-time great TV. Eh. Rockford Files should be way higher on this list. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. 93? It... It's the Rockford Files. Do you know how many times the Rockford Files has been remade? Oh, God. They, they, make, they make so many different versions of it. Like, everything They're... about this show, like, even just down to, like, the the charming like the the charming low rent detective we see over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean in Canada they make two separate they, yeah, two Rockford separate different files. Rockford files, not counting all one the American in Newfoundland and one in Alberta. I know. <laughs> Come on. Uh the Muppet Show. I'm not gonna say anything bad about the Muppet Show. I love the Muppet Show. Let's leave it right where it is. Tonight's show with Johnny Carson. It's really? weird that he's putting non scripted stuff in here. Yeah, this did yeah, I mean I mean, choice, right? unless, unless he's justifying it, the things that made, I mean, it changed nighttime it television. Did. 
I mean, okay, and I can remember we always watched at least the monologue. Yeah, we fell asleep at night in the seventies, the eighties, you know. But I didn't miss it. I can't. I missed it. And once David Letterman came on in the eighties, that was it. Johnny redefined. Yeah, he was irrelevant once Johnny. Yeah, Yeah, once David came along, and it's like it's not a surprise that every subsequent night uh, like talk show has been patterned after David Letterman, not after Johnny Carson. All right, next up is the Wonder Years. Okay, let's just keep going. Yeah, Uh, going seriously. The Wonder Years. Dan Loria, though, from the Wonder Years, was in an episode of Wise Guy. So there you go. Uh, The Carol. Yep. No, I was just going to say the Carol Burnett show. This well, yeah. I mean, I love the Carol Burnett show. All right. Funny. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about the Carol Burnett show. It really is a fantastic. Uh, if you want sketch comedy, you're not going to do a lot better. And a variety show feeling. Like, I No, I think it's legitimately a great yeah, show. And she did such a wonderful job on what was the show we just saw her in. Oh, uh, uh, she was on Better Call Saul. Yeah. Better Call Saul. So he, good on oh, Better Call Saul. What a brilliant performance. It really was. Uh, the idea that you're putting the crown on this list is crazy to me. Like, it's a perfectly good, you know, soap opera about the queen, but come on. Yeah. You know, well, uh, yeah. And the kids in the hall should be higher. If you're going to oh, absolutely on this, the kids... And it puts it Amazon Prime Video 22. Oh, CBC. Well, no, no. I mean, it, it was originally. It's the original and the new one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like, Kids in the Hall, I mean, we know how we feel about Kids in the Hall. It's like the best sketch comedy show of all time. Like, it's I it's think. even over Key and Peele. That's how I, good. Over Monty oh, Python, yeah. over Key and Peele. It's that good. And I will tell you, and I will never in my life um, forget yeah. Scott Thompson doing his elaboration of the word faggot. Oh my god, it's such an incredible Oh my god. Like, why is this so hurtful to people? And he breaks down the letters. If you haven't seen this, just I mean, it's hard to go to Google YouTube and write kids in the hall faggot, because it's gonna make you feel bad to type it in, but yes. it's worth it. It's an incredible sketch. Oh, that sketch, and then of course it's the tea that's the That's yeah, the tea that's the problem. But don't say why. Let the people be surprised. Let the people be surprised. To this day. To this day. It's one of the best. Uh, I mean, I like Bob Newhart. I I prefer Newhart to the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Personally. And I don't don't think either of them belongs on a hundred best of all time. But I mean, Bob Newhart, he's, he's fantastic on TV. It's just, come on, this is best of all time. Of all time. I'm going to say, I haven't seen Orange is the New Black, so I can't weigh in on this. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it either. Just didn't want to watch it. Yeah, so. Just weren't in the mood. I love Fargo. Fargo. Hey, don't get me wrong. I love Fargo. Okay. But. But. Wise guy. You know? Wise guy. Come on. Wise and guy. the movie. You know. Yeah, and it's he- like. Come on, guys. Fargo. It's good. It is really good. And each one is just a little mini series, right? Telling a slightly interconnected with the larger world story that's got a lot of good characters, a lot of great moments. Uh, did you see? You saw season three, of course. The the yeah. one where he plays nearly identical twin brothers, and yeah. that amazing, the two amazing scenes that Ray Wise has in that season, playing God or Gabriel or something. <laughs> no, it, look. Ooh. I love anything the Coen Brothers are. are and yeah, and it's like, and it's and it's remixing the Coen Brothers' work in a really interesting way. It's just you know, 
we've seen all of these characters in the point and it's more it's not inventing something it's remixing something we love in an interesting way you know and there is a difference uh yeah. next up i'm alan partridge one of my favorite comedy shows of all time i i adore it i think it's very very funny but you know and i could even see putting on a best hundred but again wise guy needs to be on this list that's another thing i could cut uh party down i don't know if you've seen this it's nope, it's a good show uh, it's a good show. It's about caterers, and it is written by, um, created by Rob Thomas from Veronica Mars, and weirdly, Paul Rudd. It's incredibly loosely based on the fact that Paul Rudd used to be a wedding DJ before he hit it as an actor. And so it's it's based on, like, his memories of being surrounded by all these actors who, you know, desperately trying to get a break while working at fancy parties for rich people. And it's, I mean, it's a fun show, but, you know... Uh, top of all time. Come on, guys. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I have fallen off from watching this. Like it's in season 17. I think I stopped watching it around season five. So there's 12 seasons of this show I haven't watched. Well, I didn't get hooked into it. I have only so much time to watch television. And it's not going to be at the top of it's either It's not anywhere. It's not even on my list to ever pick up. Yeah. I'd rather watch Kimmy Schmidt. Thank you. And it only had four seasons. That's true uh band of brothers i mean really good mini really good war mini series uh i don't like the nonsense of the whole that okay i know this is my personal thing but that whole scene where like the uh where like the the soldiers are looking at the um the german officer telling his guys about the surrender and how they're like yeah man we're all just soldiers fighting we're really not so different from these nazis and i'm like not the time or place guys let me tell you this 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 has controversy all over it all yeah. the time. um no it and and it was in 2001 uh it, never mind it's yeah. it's, um, it's it's just it was too much yeah i no, it's I get it. I got it. Now we get to Mr. Joe Mr. Show with Bob and David. Mr. And no Show. Uh I love it. I'm not yeah. gonna say I don't love it. I adore it. I don't think it belongs higher than Kids in the Hall. No, and it wasn't consistent. Kids no. in the Hall was consistent all the way through. But funny. Mr. Show is Hilarious. high peaks, really deep valleys. Yeah, some of the good things. I mean, I can't if I was to watch it again and I, they would start a sketch, I would say, oh, yes, and then I remember it. Yeah. But I don't, off the top of my head, remember. Yeah. The same I, way you do with Kids in the Hall sketches. There are Kids in the Hall sketches. That you could do from beginning to end. Oh, my. Yes. You know. I mean, just, I mean, the, never mind. Yeah. Let's just. Uh, all close. right. Sex in the City. Again, an embarrassment of the early 2000s. Like, yeah. It's not a good show. It was never a good show. He is right to say that it is important because it is a cultural artifact that like everyone is obsessed with and changed the way we talk about relationships. Sure. But as a show, it's yeah. not good. And it never was. Uh, the Jeffersons. Oh, I love the Jeffersons. Yeah. Um, again, very important for uh, very important. You know, we've got two black leads they are they are rich three they have moved on up like it is count the maid yep three if you can right <laughs> uh, yeah you're right you're right marla gibbs as the, yeah. the maid and but the point is like 
it was it there is an extent to which Sanford and Son was aimed at black audiences. Right? And there are plenty of black shows that were aimed at black audiences, and Jefferson's is one of those shows like I Spy where it's thought of it, it is this black show that is aimed for everybody and it was also a mega hit that ran forever. Like it yeah. was on for a decade. Like Jefferson's was huge. And it yeah, dealt and with it a lot of important social funny. issues. Yeah, it really was. It was funny. Yeah. And, and it oh my God. Well, next up. Uh, our, justified. One of our favorites. Literally one of our favorite shows of all time. Justified. Uh, just, just magnificent. Magnificent Much from beginning to than, end. Yeah. Much better than The Sopranos. Oh, I'd put this over The Sopranos, you know. <laughs> Any day. Yeah, it's, it is so, it's one of those shows where it's like, is it the most complicated show in the world? No, but it, uh, it's great because it is an action show and it is a thriller, but it always got the character stuff so right. And, yeah. and... Uh, I kind of love Timothy Oliphant in the show because Raylan is never not a mess. He's yeah. never. He never, like, he towards the end of the show starts to figure stuff out. But, it, like, it is such a subtle journey that his character goes on. Because mm -hmm. he has to constantly be the cowboy and the marshal, right? Like, the role he has to live in the world keeps him from ever being vulnerable and then when he's forced to when he has a kid you're like okay and he starts to break down a little you're like yeah no there's a lot more to this guy and well, not gave only, timothy yeah. oliphant a ton to play and i think i think what we liked about it too is that you do get over the years right over the six years you do get his life yeah, like yeah. you do get why he is like this yeah. and his best friend boyd yeah, growing from, up from like when he was a kid yeah you know all of these things is you get all of the interactions yeah. so it's uh it's it it just it belongs higher up on this list it does it's a fantastic show it really is and the i think the genius of it is as a study of uh of like what these what these abused kids become yeah because they like again boyd crowder wasn't supposed to be a character in the show he was supposed to be killed off in the first episode. And then they saw that scene with the two of them in the church talking to each other. And they're like, this is the show right here. Yeah. And it becomes a show about these two guys who were damaged by their fathers in the exact same way. And how, and they become mirror images of one another who really aren't that different. It's just such a great study of these two guys. Yep. Frasier, really? Yeah, honestly, give me a break. Come on, I, mean, I like Frasier, but come on. The Honeymooners? Well, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, an important sitcom. Like, it's an important piece of sitcom history, you know? Yes, but a great, I mean, and in this day and age. Yeah. Come on, guys. Uh, There's uh, been so many things that topped it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. Um, yeah. Yeah. I it's even even back then, it's never mind. Okay. I, okay. Buffy the Vampires. Buffy Slayer. Contra the Vampires. Uh, I think we all know how we feel about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We love we love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't care if Joss Whedon's a bad person. I love me some Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I also love Angel and Firefly. So there. I also love Dollhouse. Like the man's. Oh, Dollhouse is, is brilliant. Oh, it is brilliant. 
it is really brilliant but again that's a conversation we could say for another time because dollhouse sure as hell isn't on this list no i'm sure it isn't good times ah good times there you go yeah. Uh, the mod spinoff. And that's where it leaned to uh, more being, again, black show for black people that everybody watched. Yeah. Really good job. When I found out that, like, uh, John Amos was, like, only 28 when he started this show or something insane like that. Like, he was playing a 45-year-old man and he was, like, 29 or 30 when he started the show. Hey, some people age fast. <laughs> he aged fast. And then he stayed there for a while. Yeah. But yeah, again, again, um, this is like the peak of, um, oh God, how am I blanking on his name? You know, creator of All in the Family, Norman Lear. Like, yeah. if you want the peak of his, I am addressing social issues via comedy, yeah. like via family comedies, this is the absolute peak. It's better than All in the Family at that. It's just such a good show. Like, really digging into the problems of America in a sitcom format. Yeah. And it absolutely belongs in this list. And later when All in the Family is higher on the list, I'm going to be pissed about that. Because I think Good <laughs> Times is a better example. I have never heard of better things. Neither have I. Okay, I, let's, yeah. Oh, I've seen an ad for it. Yeah. Apparently, uh, oh. Pamela Adlon. Okay. SCTV! Oh! The fourth, yeah, yeah. the fourth spire of the greatest sketch comedy shows of all time with, uh, uh, with, uh, sorry, with Bob and David and Mr. Show and uh, our beloved kids in the hall. I mean, was, I'm talking about effect on my life, but yes, SCTV is magnificent. Oh, it is Martin. Oh, yeah, God. Martin Short Everybody. on that show. Oh, it's, it's just, it is perfect. Andrea Martin. I mean, names Eugene Levy, names that John Candy, Dave Thomas, though, are just still today yeah. names in comedy. And then we get to Chappelle's show, which was, again, eh. Uh, eh? Like, it's, you want to eh. talk about that stuff, highs and lows. Lots of bad sketches, a couple of incredible sketches, and then the show burned out after two seasons. And oh, he quit and ran nuts. off and kind of went nuts. Yeah, it, it was, it was, eh. Yeah. I didn't bother. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing because, uh, yeah. it was literally, eh. Okay, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. It had nothing to me to. No, I hear you. So, next. Faulty Towers. Uh, As they say in the write-up, as Seppenwall says in the write-up here, kind of the the origin of modern cringe comedy is Faulty Towers. And it really is. There's no The Office without Faulty Towers. And like, because modern cringe comedy starts with The Office, and there's no The Office without Faulty Towers. So, no, and. If you have never seen it, just go after it. It's perfect. It is perfect. You will cringe. Oh, God. Oh, oh, that man. The things he does. Every now and then I go and watch it again and I go, yeah. Oh, I just, oh, when he plays most of those German Germans. Oh, Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Uh, Or the Waldorf salad. Oh, the Waldorf salad. Oh, oh, oh. I know. Yeah. They're, they're all great episodes. There's not a bad episode in the bunch. Nope. Uh, NYPD Blue. Really good cop show. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say it belongs this high, but I'm not going to doubt that it's a, just a fantastic top sh- uh, cop show. Yeah. Daily Until Show we- with Jon Stewart. Um, really good. Really good show. But uh, Jon Stewart's centrism took us to a really dark place. <laughs> 
John yeah, Stewart's well, unwillingness to ever take a stand on anything. Until <laughs> until until near the end. So he quit the show and went off and advocated for he spent his whole life advocating for uh 9-11 first responders. Yeah. Which is very I'm glad he did it, but where was that energy when you were doing a news associated show, John? Well, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, some of them I mean, there are some some of them that are just it's what made Stephen Colbert too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to I mean, that that thing when with the Al Gore um George Bush. Yep. As they're waiting as they're waiting and he hasn't slept and no uh, indecision 2000 oh my lord yeah. but anyway yes i mean yeah it belongs on the list simply because it did what well, was I, such an important part remember. of the culture at that time and it and also in the beginning when we all were watching it come on again nobody missed it oh. nobody missed this show yeah Nobody missed this show. No, it was it was like, you know, the mono, last gasp of the monoculture. Everybody watched The Daily Show. Yeah. Uh, next up is Girls, which I've seen like half of. And I'm like, eh, I think it's, you know, another one of those bleak comedies. Eh, I'm not. I didn't even. Yeah. Uh, so I can't make a comment. Oh, check up what's next. Golden Girls. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. I don't know if it belongs on this, uh, you know, the list of the greatest of all time, but I'm not going to say it's a bad show. I love the show. I think it's a lot well, of fun to watch. Let me put it this way. It was, it was a show for boomers before boomers. <laughs> That's true. Like, like these, none of these women are boomers. Yeah. But, you know, now it's probably, I, I don't know how relevant it would be. It was ahead of its time in certain areas. Yeah. Sure. About people who are aging. Yep. So that they even have sort of uh, B. Arthur's mother, right? Yeah. Estelle Getty Estelle is Getty's there. there. You know, and so you've even got an older generation than them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is interesting. It was I had no idea she had been the mother in Torch Song Trilogy on Broadway. Aha. Uh -huh. That's how she got the part. Yes. Yeah. 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 She had she, just uh, done that. Yeah. I, I just uh, found that out. I love Torch Song well, Trilogy. Of course. That's a movie. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, next up is South Park, which uh, funny show, but how shall I put this? Um, I'm not going to say that. But the thing is, it's like I don't want to attack it. Like it's this weird thing where it's like I at one point don't want to attack a show for its message. You know, uh, but at the same time, when we part of what we love about. uh wise guy is how incredibly well it delivers these really anti-authoritarian me uh, messages right how much it is an anti-authority show while being an fbi cop show yeah. and the thing about south park is as funny as south park is like 60 percent of the time it is a soapbox for libertarian assholes to say that nothing matters and we can't pretend that that doesn't have an effect on the now two and a half generations of kids who've grown up watching south park yeah, well, and that's, well, in some ways you're just going, like, I don't watch it anymore. Yeah. I just, I don't watch it anymore. I I did in the beginning. Some of it was really, uh, I, you see, that's it. We're analyzing it from basically Where we are now. Yeah. 20 years later, right? Mm -hmm. And, but in the beginning, 
I mean, there are still parts of it. I mean, I still, I, I still, every now and then refer to the Richard Dawkins episode. Oh my it's, god, it's very funny, and the movie is legit, is like an incredible musical, like just a fantastic musical. Yeah. You know, so there are there are highs and lows, but I'm not sure that. I think as they change, as they grew older, they became more and more of these libertarian assholes, shall we call them? So it's just they they did there becomes problems, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, to be fair, society is not doing so great these days, though. They even mention it here in his write-up. Yeah, That's good that. to know. How much blame should be laid on middle-aged men who grew up watching Kenny be mur- brutally murdered every day? It's week? not the murder of Kenny that was the no, issue, Alan Sappenwall. It was the it was the fact that the show's message is every uh, everyone's an idiot. Nothing matters. Why bother? Is yeah, the message of the show, exactly. and that's not a good thing to build a society around. No, and that's exactly that's the problem. It is not Kenny. I mean, that was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, like, they uh, killed Kenny, but he was back next week, exactly. so it's, it's okay. Fine. Uh, uh, next up, sixty-two, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Uh, it's a perfect sitcom. Like, if you want to say what is the definitive family sitcom, it's the D- Dick Van Dyke Show. It's fantastic. Oh, it was. It you was know. just. You can watch it again and yeah, again. It's a great and show. Look at it from today's point of view. Oh yeah, like it's just a, now it's stuck it's a mini series. Uh, Underground Railroad. I haven't watched the Underground Railroad show, so I'm not going to weigh in on how much this belongs in there. Taxi, yeah. really? Mini series. Taxi of all things. Like I like Taxi. Don't get me wrong, but like best of all time. That's a weird addition. Key and Peele, I'd put it, you know, below some of the other sketch comedy shows, but I think Key and Peele belongs in the conversation of best sketch comedy shows of all time. Well, yeah, and now, and now Jordan Peele is really... Well, now know, that Jordan Peele is recognized as, like, an unbelievable genius as a horror director, yeah, it's kind of great. But it's, like, fundamentally, Key and Peele's an incredible show. It's, like, how many bad sketches were, were there ever? It's just a great show to watch, and you can rewatch those sketches endlessly. I don't know that I put it over Kids in the Hall or SCTV, but it belongs on the list, obviously. Yeah, I, Six I Feet Under. Nope, 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 nope. That became oh, it was it became tedious. It's so oh, tedious it by the end. That's oh. it was interesting in the beginning. By the time, like, it took me forever to watch the last, the final season. Is just oof. Uh, yeah, it was. It became tedious. That was all there was to it. Oh, no. yeah, I know. Uh, no. Then we've got Russian Doll, which is a very good time travel show that I think oh, people. Really? Uh, yeah, it's worth watching. Okay, so it's on Netflix. Okay, I'm gonna stick it on my yeah. list to watch. Uh, next up is Community, which I adore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we all, we all, we've all had my conversation. We've all heard my thoughts on community. You don't need to hear it uh, here. Uh, Halt and Catch Fire is a good show. I don't understand why it's this high in the list. Halt and Catch. Yeah, it's, it's just a show about the birth of computing. Oh, it's sort of like watching Mad Men, which. Kind of, I mean, it's, it's very much. It is, it is, uh. I like that making it feel not like a Mad Men clone set in the 80s and 90s, but it's own wonderful work. It kind of is, though. 
it does feel like Mad Men. It feels very much like Mad Men, but for computers instead of advertising. And yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I liked everybody in it. Lee Pace is one of my favorite actors. It's just, you know, it's not the, uh, it, it is not the revolutionary thing that I think a lot of people treat at the time. Hey, it's ER. People love ER. That was so. Yeah. That, was, that actually. <coughs> One of the few, because I've never watched, for example, Scrubs. I can't stand House. Yeah, I get it. Gray's Academy, ER. I still prefer Saint Elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, Saint Elsewhere was a really good show. I wish I had seen all of it. I've only seen like you know ten, twenty episodes. It was always a good show. Yeah. Um. Uh. No, ER is. uh, I. It was an on and off thing for me. Yeah. I. It's. It's. I don't know why I don't watch a lot of medical shows. I watched mm-hmm. the Am- New Amsterdam I did watch. But um even that got tedious by the end. So yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of medical shows like if you're not if you're not really de- interested in the characters uh like the thing is yeah, with I a cop do. show if if they get if they come up with interesting enough cases every week it doesn't matter if i care what's going on with the cast of law and order as long as the cases are interesting but with doctor shows man if you don't if we don't love these doctors there's nothing to watch well and let me tell you i mean having worked in hospitals for a few summers and spent a lot of time in hospitals not because i was sick cuz you know yeah just in and out and my mother worked in the hospital and stuff like that. And I've spent a lot of time advocating for people in hospitals. I think now that I think about it, that's probably why I don't watch them. Yeah, probably. Because the reality is it's too close. there's no reality in them, even though they make them sound reality. And the only one I did watch was the one that was set in Chicago. Uh, Chicago with, Hope. Uh, hmm? Chicago Hope. Yeah, you know, and we all know what happened to that. Yep, so. it went to hell, and Peter McNichol left, and we're not going to watch a show without Peter McNichol, and Mandy Patinkin left after driving Thomas Gibson off the show. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it was just a... It was, it was a mess. And I, was, I love that it did, like, four more years after we stopped watching it, and we're like, I think Mark Harmon was on it at some point. How? And Rocky Carroll was on it, and I guess they reteamed for NCIS. <laughs> okay maybe they got along NCIS. really well you know ncis i still watch yeah uh but anyway so office uk well we've already talked a lot about the office uk so we can keep moving there yeah. barry um i think it's perfect i think it is like it is weird because the first season is just a very straight line i don't know why anyone calls it a comedy like yeah. they call it a bleak haunting comedy it's not a comedy Anyone who calls Barry a comedy isn't watching the show. Funny things happen on this bleak drama about depression. Yeah, but it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. Uh, But it is a bleak drama about depression that gets increasingly surreal the longer it goes on. And it's like, I don't know if you've watched season three, but it is very fascinating because it it has gotten so weird where the show is now like becoming disconnected for from time and it's like it's like he's get growing more and more impressionistic with the show as it going on it goes on towards like french new wave or fellini and it's like <laughs> no, I, it sounds insane to say this but it's like i don't know how long 
episodes are taking place over. I don't know where this is happening in the timeline. It's just like, now it's just about moments and scenes and visuals after like the first season was so grounded and it was yeah. a delivery of this premise. And the second starts to go crazy. And the third is just like film experimentation. And it's all grounded by this incredible performance by Bill Hader, who's just, wow. Uh, uh, next up, X-Files, which has done more to damage our politics than any other single artistic thing in the past 50 years. It, told, it turned the whole world into Alex Jones. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But didn't we love Oh, I love the show. I love the show. I can still watch it. Yeah. I, I you know, if it's I a good show. I'm not saying it's not a good show. I'm saying the that it ingrained in in, in an entire generation this gun hatred gun. of government. Yeah. Right? And this this conspiracism that is has destroyed the American body politic. And I think it's safe to say that, yeah, most of that is um Newt Gingrich deciding to, to like making it his project to destroy faith in government by making it so America can't ever do anything or solve any problems. But I think X Files has to bear some of the responsibility as well the lone gunman have the to, lone gunman do yeah have to bear you know have to bear a lot of responsibility oh completely uh jeopardy well jeopardy's perfect oh, wait a sec where am i oh you have to click next yeah you have to click next or at the top of the screen there's a bar that lets you click on the like uh 50 oh, to, okay. yeah. here we go 50 jeopardy well yeah yeah, okay. yeah. next up friends Ugh. i mean I, I love friends don't get me wrong but this high on the list, I know it was important for the time and place, but it is just a like a relationship sitcom, guys. Okay. It's a really great show, but it's like there's more bad seasons than good seasons. You know? it, it, look, uh, Newhart belongs higher people. on the list than Friends. Jeez, I mean, it is an impeccably constructed show, that Newhart. Like, it is, that is a show that really gets that it is a farce, and it is yeah. an incredible, like, it is an incredibly constructed farce. Uh, I like The Shield. I don't know if I put the shield this high, especially if Wise Guy isn't on the list at all. Well, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it. You might I, not put it on the list at all. I, no, I might not. I mean, I I have watched the shield, and I am not going to tell you that it isn't a good show. It is, but oof. it was. It was. It's a tough, horrible show. Yeah, and yeah. but. I can see why he, I mean, I can see why you can put it on the list because he is this quote unquote ultimate anti-hero or whatever they want to call him. And and it's important that he was the kickoff along with Tony Soprano as the, of that era of television yeah. that um, ended up giving us, you know, Breaking Bad. And Michael Chiklis, I mean, it's a better Michael show. Michael Chiklis is, is great. It's a much better show than, say, Sons of Anarchy. Well, it's better than The Sopranos. Well, Sons of Anarchy is not going to make this list. Come I, on. I, I, I hope it's not. If it's on this list, <laughs> yeah, no, the list I is don't a joke. What we're going to say? But, I know, right? Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. Cannot be on this list. My good lord! Yeah. I mean, The Shield was a good. It's a good show. It is I a good show. Better than The Sopranos. Um, it sure as hell is better than Sex in the City. Oh, yeah, there's no question. And that's why it's higher on the list. I might put it over The Sopranos. 
Yeah, you but, know, uh, go back and watch it. But we'd have to go back and watch The Shield. Who wants to do that? And we and go back and watch The Sopranos. Rewatching The Shield is like rewatching Oz. Yeah, it's just too the painful. The first time through, it was compelling. Yeah. It was so compelling and it was so horrible. And everything that happened to it is, that happened in it is so god awful. Yeah. I know. That you don't want to watch it again. Yeah, you get carried yeah. into this world of just awfulness. Yes, and it's it's once is enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Next up is my so-called life. The why we know about Claire Danes, the teen show she was on, which is, I mean, it's a good enough show. It doesn't belong on a best of everything ever list. Particularly things that last one year. I know, right? Come on, guys. The West Wing, a show I really enjoyed, but again, uh, as they say, brainwashed a whole generation of liberals to uh, not to like pretend the left wing doesn't exist. You know, like triangulation, Clinton esque triangulation, the show. Yeah. <laughs> Except that. Yeah. Except that his wife was played by, uh, what's her name? Stalker face? Channing. Stalker Channing, yeah. yes. Magnificent performance. Yeah. Uh, then we have Columbo, which, <laughs> like, the only show I would put above Wise Guy is belonging as the number one show in the history of television. I tell you, Columbo, I, just, I can yeah. still I, watch. I know, you can still watch any Columbo at any time. Well, from the first original eight seasons. Yes, the ABC retool. I mean, it's fine that they did more episodes, but that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about Columbo. No, when he still got black hair. Yeah, back when he still had black hair. Back when he was still. Yeah, uh, uh, I've been talking for a while about how you know what we need is for Columbo to come back with Timothy Oliphant, (laughs) and how that would be the best show on television. And someone asked me, "Isn't Timothy Oliphant too young to be Columbo?" And I'm like. Timothy Oliphant is currently 10 years older than Peter Falk was when he started playing Columbo. It's fine if he wants to be Columbo. Yeah, and I think I think people though don't understand that the it's the 70s Columbo we're talking. Yeah. About, we're talking right? exactly. They it's they the think of the late Columbo. No. And those those were not written as well, they weren't as structured as well. Nope. And um, they're not satisfying. No. They're not satisfying no. because, like, the villains, uh, they, they, and the genius of the original show is how well they managed the kind of person the villain was. So yes. you could genuinely enjoy the chase. And they just never managed to get that in the subsequent ones. Also, and I mean, people don't talk about this enough. Uh, NBC, sorry, ABC bought the rights to all of the Ed McBain 87th Precinct books because they wanted to do a TV show or series of uh, movies about it. And when that didn't happen, they reused a bunch of those scripts and turned them into Columbo's. And all of those episodes are God awful to the point where it's like, this shouldn't have been on television. No, you know, and it doesn't matter. Like, and it was, and it it was still the days when they would just reuse some of the great actors. Oh, I know (laughs) all of the episodes with um, Patrick McGowan are so good. Yes, and then there's Shatner showed up more. Shatner's than episode was great, yeah, in the original. But like the episode, the episode where Ruth Gordon plays Agatha Christie, yeah, <laughs> murdering her her like late niece's husband, a, a widower. I mean, 
one of the great episodes of television I've ever seen. It's magnificent. Or, or like the, the official pilot Steven Spielberg directed. The, the Jack Cassidy episode about the Ellery Queen. Oh, I know! So yeah. perfect. Like, no, Columbo is, like I said, I, I came into this hot saying, wise guys should be considered the best TV show of all time. But if I actually got into a conversation about whether I'd put wise guy over 1970s Columbo, that would be a really long and difficult conversation. <laughs> but it is the only show I would put over it. Yeah. Uh, Letterman is next, which, okay, Letterman. good. Yeah. Well, we talked about how Letterman remade the game. So yeah, it's good yeah. that he's this high. We love yeah. Insecure is a show I haven't seen. I'm not going to pretend to have seen. No, and I don't want to. And it says I'm not in a rush to it. Uh, uh, some have been straightforward, like the Stoner Brad, in extremely Canadian. Apparently, uh, five seasons I insecure comedy. Been, uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's good. The I I mean, maybe it's great. I don't know. I haven't seen it. We're not going to weigh in. We're not going to pretend we understand. No. Let's assume it belongs on the list. I doubt it's better than Wise Guy. Battlestar Galactica. Now that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a show that is a mess? <laughs> wow. They had they had no idea like they had no idea what they were doing. And they're like, let's make a show about terrorism. Okay, great. Let's make a show about the war on terror. Fantastic, but in outer space, great. Do you have any idea where you're going with any of this? No. Ending. Oh, oh that ending. They're working their way through purgatory, oh. and then you get the Cylons at the end. Okay, I guess we're going to have to start this all over again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert! Uh, Bojack Horseman is a uh, very good comedy about depression. I think it's a really fantastic performance of Will Arnett. I don't know if it belongs this high on the list, but it's a good show. I mean, it really is a good show. Uh, you may consider watching it sometime, but it's it's a bleak show about depressing. That's a depression that's actually very good. Uh, next up is The Good Place, which is yeah. really strong show. Very strong show. Yeah. Uh, not, again, top, top, top. No. Really strong show, though. Curb Your Enthusiasm, you have to be a very particular kind of person to love. <laughs> yes. I can watch it. So and, I, like, I watch it periodically. Right? Yeah. It's one of those shows where I go, oh, I mean, I do love Larry David. But wow, it gets oh. it goes pretty far up its own <laughs> from time to time, and that's the nicest way to say that. <laughs> oh, Hill Street Blues, never missed it. No, I mean, that was a really good show. You were too young, but I was too young, but I've seen it in reruns. Yeah. And yeah. without without Hill Street Blues, we don't give it NYPD Blue. You know, so it yeah. was it was good. Yeah, uh, Arrested Development. I, I adore the show. I've always adored the show. Big yes. fan of Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what's going to kill me? Yeah. When it's going to kill me when Succession is higher on this list than Arrested Development. Because Succession hasn't been here yet. But Succession is just Arrested Development uh, with swearing. It's just the same thing again. I mean, it's about, have you watched Succession at all yet? No, flip I it on a, flip the pilot on Crave. See if you want to keep watching it. But basically, so Brian Cox is playing Rupert Murdoch, right? Yeah. But it's asking the question: What if instead of a bunch of bland functionaries, terrible bland functionaries, Rupert Murdoch had had Donald Trump's children? That's the premise of the show. 
That's what I thought, which is why I haven't watched it. I know, and but I mean, the thing is, like, the actors are really good. Um, the Jared Kushner character, uh, is played by Tom Quinn from uh, Spooks, Ooh. doing an impeccable American accent. Like, you can't believe this guy's not American. If we hadn't already watched Spooks, I wouldn't have known. But anyway, but it's just, it's it's Arrested Development swearing. And I mean, the premise, A, Brian Cox playing Rupert Murdoch. That's great casting. Yes. Right, obviously. And then the idea that Rupert Murdoch, you know, has to deal with Donald Trump Jr. is oof. And at the point, like, they even cast a guy who looks uncannily like Donald Trump Jr. Like, they don't want to make, like, they don't want to make it so no, you miss it at all. Yeah, they want to make it completely clear. But it's going to piss me off when it's higher on the list than Arrested Development. Uh, I Love Lucy. You know, it's a great show. I'm not going to pretend it's not a great show. You want to put it at 36? I'm not going to question that at all. No. Why is Lost on that list? Oh, my. Good heavens. Did the guy not watch it? <laughs> no, but it's like, what is this list for? Because it's not a great show. It was just a really interesting social phenomenon that we were all waiting to find out what happened next. And then we Until, got to the end yeah. and then they were like, oh, they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, well, they were like, what? Battlestar Galactica. They're all in purgatory. Yeah. Give me <laughs> Well, technically they weren't until they were. Uh, but yeah. I loved well, Titus you know. Welliver's interview where he's like, I still get people asking me to explain what happened on Lost. He's like, I don't know. I was in four episodes. Yeah. Just, just because I was playing the guy who turned out to be, you know, the villain who had possessed John Locke for the whole final season. That doesn't mean I know <laughs> what was going on. Hey, I read my lines. And that's it. Well, so... <laughs> But yeah, oh, Titus Welliver's the best. Oh, no Bosch on this list, though. I'm not saying Bosch belongs on the list. I'm just saying it's not going to be on the list. Well, uh, it, belongs, it belongs on the list over a few of these. Over, you know, stuff that we've seen. You're absolutely right. Uh, Office US, really great show. Don't know that I'd put it this high. Really good show, though. Uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, it's very important, but I would put it below all of the, you know, Canadian sketch comedy shows. I'd actually put it below Key and Peel. Yeah, I well, yes, because it is to some extent very. Um, it is how do I put it? If you are not from the colonies and from Britain, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very. It's impenetrable. Yes, there is stuff in there that is impenetrable. Yeah, in a and, way that the kids in the hall isn't. Yeah, it's it's like, and, and I always talk. For example, my sister who has a trouble listening to English accents, but. I mean, there's so much of this. It is so culturally specific. No, culturally specific. That there is no way, like you can say other things are. It's not like, for example, the two offices are on here. Mm -hmm. Right? And and it does translate. And it and even when you watch the British office, you recognize stuff. Oh, totally. I mean, come on. Their 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 Bruce sketch. I know. Thought and their philosopher sketch. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, but the Bruce is everybody in Australia, all the Bruces, I just all you know. the redneck Bruces. But the problem is yeah. that it is, you know, I mean, yes, we love funny walks, we love this, we love that. Yep. I love the show. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, absolutely. I saw a funny line last night where some somebody um th this Oh, it was at the beginning of NCIS. So yeah. there's NCIS. There's a there's a 
an army officer and um she said and this guy keeps asking her all these questions she says what is this this <laughs> position right and the guy says well no one no one expects no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. And she's, oh, so you do have a funny bone. <laughs> he looks at her and doesn't understand what she's talking about. Right? Aww. It's anyway, cute. No, but it's, it's made it into the lexicon, absolutely. But it's like there is an extent to which how much does it work to people who don't understand the cultural uh, zeitgeist in which it was made? And Kids in the Hall doesn't have that problem. No. I would say that Mr. Show largely doesn't have that problem. I think don't think Key and Peel has a lot of that problem. Monty Python's Flying Circus does. Like, okay, I consider Life of Brian to be one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah. But if you don't know anything about the Roman occupation of Judea and the early church, will you get any of the jokes in that movie? No, hardly any. Hardly any. Yeah. It's like, it's again, like, I mean, your generation still teaching that stuff in school. My generation, it's only because I had your books growing up on that I had any idea what's going on in that movie. Oh, and it was hilarious. All right. Uh, next up, Better Call Saul. I don't understand a world in which Better Call Saul is below Breaking Bad. It's a better yeah. show than Breaking Bad. Yeah, we have to. Is. Well, one day we'll sit down and do a discussion of the two, but I'll have to watch Breaking Bad again. Yeah. We are, we're going to have to rewatch Breaking Bad and we're going to talk about better. But I'm I'm staking my claim now. I am planting my flag on the hill. Better Call Saul is the better show. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with you for a number of reasons. Yeah. But let's um, no, and be and we can table that for today. Oh, yeah. We'll save that for some later point. Yeah. In Absolutely. Okay, Game of Thrones until you got to the last season. The, the last three seasons. Well, yeah, okay. The I, second I, he they yeah. ran out of books, that yeah. show got real bad real fast. Yeah, I mean, it has taken me forever to watch the the, the end of it. I just didn't. I got to the last second last season, and I'm just going. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I did watch it to the, and then it took me forever mm -hmm. to watch the last season, and then I knew why I didn't care. Yep. So, there you go. Parks anyway. and Recreation. Uh, I think it's a good show. I think yeah. it's, I, I, as always, it's dangerous to put a smiling face on libertarianism. Uh, but that said, Ron Swanson is a magnificent character. Uh, and I mean, just a really good show. Yeah. Don't know that it belongs like on a list of a hundred best anything. Like yeah, the top no, I, 30 I, shows of all time? I think Rutherford Falls is better than oh, this. Rutherford Falls is better than this. But I mean, I'm not it's saying it's a bad show. <laughs> it's a good show, but yeah. this high? Oh, Roots! Yeah, Roots is magnificent. If you haven't yeah. seen Roots, it's unbelievably powerful. It holds up. It holds up. I didn't yeah. see this It was before I was born. I saw this when I was already an adult, and it's still powerful. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Uh, Friday Night Lights. I still haven't seen it. I mean, I know people. Uh, I know people adore this show. Yeah, it's funny, eh? Um, yeah. and it's not like I don't like the uh, people who are in it. Yeah. Or anything. I don't know. It mustn't. When was it on? Two thousand six to eight, and two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Yeah. It must have been busy those years. That's when my mother was dying. This was the last right. thing I watched. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of TV. Ah, Deadwood. Yes. <laughs> Deadwood, no, this is about the right place for Deadwood. Magnificent show, only hurt, only hurt by the fact that it ends so abruptly in the middle of a plot. 
And thank God we have a movie now to <laughs> essentially wrap up that plot. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fully wrap up the plot, but you know what? It's cl as close as we're ever going to get to that fourth season. Yeah. That would have wrapped that everything up neatly. So but good, it's right? good. Oh, it's, it's so good. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. And Shane was just outstanding. And without this, we never would have gotten justified. Because yeah. literally Deadwood ends and then like, okay, well, how can we keep him on TV playing a cowboy? Yeah. Like we need to keep this man on TV playing a cowboy every week. And so they created a show just to keep him on TV playing a cowboy every week. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy just... Oliphant is obviously who I'm talking about. Sorry if that yes. wasn't clear. Well, it may not be obvious to everybody. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, really good show. Yeah. Um, sad that Powers Booth didn't get a nod here. Powers yeah. Booth, who's so good on the show. Powers, but Powers Booth is, I think, sometimes terribly underestimated. The yeah. last show he was on that I saw was Nashville. Yeah, he was good that on was Nashville. Actually, yeah, and I think he did he die. He did die tragically, yes. and yeah. so he died on the show as well. Mm -hmm. then, you know, but, makes sense. Yeah, um, he was. He's yeah. Uh, Powers Booth frailty. Go watch frailty. Yep. Oh, Powers Booth is so good. Or my personal favorite. Uh, Sudden Death, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> Which, and this is a true story. Uh, he got offered it and he went to his, because uh, uh, it's the Alan Rickman part, because it's another fake diehard, right? Hmm. And um, so he called up his good friend, Tommy Lee Jones, who had just done Under Siege the year a year earlier, two years earlier. And he, you know, another Alan Rickman part from uh, Die Hard. And he's like, should I do this? And Tommy Lee Jones was like, I have never had more fun than when I was playing the Alan Rickman part in a fake Die Hard. Of course you should do this movie. <laughs> and Powers Booth liked it so much that when they did a novelization, he narrated the audiobook of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Sesame Street. Yeah. This is absolutely the right place for Sesame Street. Absolutely. Incredible show. V like vitally important to kids vitally important to me growing up like it's i mean it's long after your time as a child but like for me and everyone after me like it has been huge and it is really good uh i don't think the song a cookie is a sometimes food is misguided it's a perfectly good song it's a perfectly good song and, and a good message it is sometimes a good is yeah, it's fine to sometimes have a cookie yes all right. Um, cookie, cookie. Now you could say that uh, C is for cookie and that's good enough for me. That might yeah. be a little misguided, but that's why they wrote a cookie is a sometimes food. <laughs> uh, MASH. Great show. Yeah. Like, I understand why it's this high. Really great show. I loved it. Well, in reruns growing up, just a fantastic show. What's like, this? No notes. Put it that high. Freaks and Geeks. Um, another important teen show, like My So-Called Life. Uh Mostly famous because a lot of people would go on to be much more important were on it. Like, yeah, James Franco on was on the show. Seth Rogen, you know, like, lots of lots of notable people were on the show who went on to do bigger and better things. Uh, I'm just like, meh. It's fine. Doesn't belong anywhere near this high. Well, it's like the Lena Dun the other one. You know, it's on for a year. Well, yeah, okay. But. It is um, legit insane. To put Watchmen this high on the list. Anywhere on this list. It doesn't belong in the top 100 best anything. Yeah, we should have, we should have decided which one. Well, we've already sort of said which ones kind of shouldn't belong. Oh, no, no, we have. 
like but yeah this the idea like there's some fun stuff in this show it's not great i mean the one really good thing it did was and this is something that alan moore didn't do because he's not american and it never occurred to him is talk about the racist roots of vigilantism yeah okay yeah and that is that is an important thing to do i don't think it's a great adaptation otherwise i think it gets all of the original characters completely wrong like doesn't understand the original characters at all but like addressing the confluence that at the heart of vigilantism is the clan yeah that's an important thing to look at when we talk about superheroes who put on masks and beat people up yeah it's important to note that american vigilantism is all about the clan uh star trek nice well, I'd like yeah. to see DS9 showing up higher on the list, but I'm worried that's not going to happen because it gets mentioned here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Star Trek, obviously vitally important. Here we are, as predicted, all in the family is higher than good times, which I think is crazy. Like, I know that without yeah. all in the family, we wouldn't have had all the spinoffs, Jefferson's mod, good times, but I think good times is a better show. It might be a better show. I, in terms of influence, this is the one. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. The, but the problem is, like, and this is unintended consequences, I don't think it was a great idea giving people, making Archie Bunker, you know, be such a monster and rarely learn. He, fundamentally, he doesn't learn lessons because, yeah, he gets his comeuppance every week, but he's still a scumbag next week. And yeah. he still gets all the funniest lines. So it's like, whose side are we supposed to be on here, show? I don't think we're on Meathead's side. <laughs> and I know that gave everybody a chance to watch the show. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm I'm concerned that it did more harm than good, which you can't say about good times or no. Maud. And people no. say, well, Maud was strident. It was still damn funny. Oh, my good Lord. It was still damn funny. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't understand why 30 Rock's this high on the list. No, neither do I. Like, I find the show very funny. It doesn't belong on this high on the list. This is it. But again, I'm thinking, is this a show that I care about in terms of watching it week in, week out? Yeah. There, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it if I need to watch something in reruns or something. But it's there's too much about it that is just like, oh, yeah. God starts to get tedious periodically yeah and it is a show that is if you want to talk about a show that's very pleased with itself you're not going to find a better example of that than 30 rock yeah, you know whereas i mean that that show where um lift lift john john Lithgow was on that where they were aliens ah, third that, rock from the sun third it's rock a, from it's a fun sun. show it, i mean i'd rather have that here than the 30, 30 rock <laughs> There you go. Uh, next up, I May Destroy You. Everyone tells me it's fantastic. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not going to not gonna get into it. Apparently, it's like just this fantastic, like just amazing miniseries. I'm not going to comment on whether it belongs here because I haven't seen it, but everyone tells me it's amazing. So, uh, Saturday Night Live. The idea that Saturday Night Live, I mean, I know as a cultural force, I get it. It doesn't belong higher than SCTV or Kids in the Hall or any of the other ones we've talked about. So Again, because consistency, inconsistency. Exactly. Like, and I know that it's just a perennial at this time. It's just always here. But, and I know it was unbelievably important and we wouldn't have gotten SCTV without it, but SCTV is a better show in every way. Oh, the leftovers. So depressing. 
Oh, that's like watching that one with Laura Dern. I know, right? Oh, God. Do I, do I need depression? But I, I mean, so I mean, I really sort of can't comment on it. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, no, I would rather watch Donovan. <laughs> Ray Donovan again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like for being uh, so uh, unbelievably depressed. Like if we all want to be mega depressed. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Go for it. Oof. All right. Um, yeah, it's like uh, misery porn. Twin Peaks. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. No, uh, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Can't, can't argue with that one. I didn't So fantastic. Like so. Yeah, just fantastic. Uh, Larry Sanders show. Uh, very important for its age. I was never a giant fan. Um, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I get why people say it's super important. The Americans, really good show. I love the Americans. Really, really good show. I don't know if it belongs this high, no. but it's a really good show. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it belongs this high. I would shuffle some of the, like I would leave some of these here. Yeah, I would shuffle them a little. Yeah, I would. I would shift things around. Uh, I liked Veep a lot. Again, I don't think it belongs this high in the list. No. I... Uh, I, what I will say, something funny about Veep is, right, that it's like the um, it's a show because it's by British people about American politics, right? Because it's the um, in the loop people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really good. Uh, but it's it, one of the funny things is when you talk about interviews, they're like, it was always very important to us. Uh, that, you know, we never say what poli which political party is which, blah, 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 and which political party she's part of. Uh, but the thing is, how shall I put this? Like, they have, well, no, she's obviously a Democrat, and I'll tell you why. Um, because it's a show about how you say you want to do things and then you compromise for power, uh, like, uh, while you're trying to do positive things. But it's like, the Republicans of today don't want to do positive things. <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, but I, I don't know. I like, I had, I, I have watched, and it's hard to imagine her being a Democrat based on the positions. But it's think about how you know corporatized and corrupted yeah. the Democratic Party is at this point. But it, the difference is, Democrats still try to do good things and fail, whereas Republicans only try to do evil. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. We got, we got the politics. I mean, it, it. I enjoy Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I mean, I do. Yeah. In the, and I did do sort of enjoy the show. But again, you know, I find that I'm getting to the point of, oh, oh God, these stupid, yeah. stupid. Yeah, Narc it is. I, I, you it's, know? So, it's so, it can get exhausting just watching these narcissists be awful over and over and over and over. Oh, again. Over and over and over and over again. And I go... Uh, am I turning into my mother? <laughs> Where I, you know, because yeah, I, get I it. you know, not always. And yet I love some of, I mean, I love Better Call Saul. So, you yeah, know, you can't, I don't think you are turning into your mother. No, 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 I don't. Uh, think next up, Twilight Zone. Yep. Twilight <laughs> yep. Zone belongs right there. No notes. Yep. Perfect. It's a, it really is yep. a fantastic show. And there's success. As I predicted. <laughs> yeah. 
So Daniel is angry. I am angry that this is above Arrested Development. It's a yeah. perfectly fun show, and I encourage you to check it out so you can see just how good Brian Cox is. But it's... Yeah, I will. Well, Brian Cox is always going to be good. Yeah. But okay, I will start watching. Yeah, give it a look, and if, if you end up not enjoying it past the first season, that's fine. But it's, it's worth checking out. Well, yeah. it's, better than, it's better than Billions, which oh, I said. 100%. It's better I than Billions. And Billions. Anymore. Boom! Mary Tyler Moore show. Now that is a fantastic show. Yeah. Yeah, 100% fantastic show. Love the Mary Tyler Moore show. No question about it on the list. I haven't watched Atlanta yet. It's embarrassing. Everybody loves Atlanta. They say it's, you know, revolutionary. I will watch it. Haven't yet, so I can't comment. I know you haven't either. Yeah. No. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers is magnificent. Um, yeah. I understand why it's on the list. Don't know if it belongs this high as all-time great TV shows, but if you're talking all-time great sitcoms, it's way high on that list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course, Mad Men's here. <laughs> of course. I cannot. You are. I know. You lived through it. That that was my line when everybody was talking about Mad Men. I yeah. said, I lived through it. I don't ever want to watch it again. Yeah. It was a horrible period of time. These are horrible people. Yep. And the idea. Why of, are we luxuriating in the fancy clothes these awful people are wearing? <laughs> and the alcohol that they're drinking. And oh, uh, I know. Drinking. Women and yeah, I know. Oh, and the don't get me started. As I said, no, no, yeah. no, no. Seinfeld. <sighs> now here's where you get a problem. I no. watched when I was in Toronto a few weeks ago. Yeah, I did watch a couple of episodes. Yeah, and I have to admit, it's still good. Lord, when you get if you there's there are. There were some problems in the middle years. Yes, there were. And I don't even mind the way it ended. Yep. And there were, you know, but I tell you, you watch, if you don't watch it, if you don't um, binge watch it. Yeah. If you just pick up it, an episode here and there. Yeah. An episode here and there. And my Lord, it's funny. And some of the things that they deal with are just hilarious. Like I was yep. watching one where, you know, um, it, they're trying to get that sitcom and then George goes in and, and because he's dating one of the women who's going to decide. Yep. Oh and he my reveals God. it in front of everybody and yeah, she gets they fired. Down, yeah. They burn down her cottage yep. and then find these letters where her father, it turns out, is gay. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I that. know. Well, no, I mean, that show really got escalation. It really did. Yeah, and the, the clockwork way they would make everyone's plots every week yeah. All end up at the same place. It's it's a very excellent job of writing that. Sh they always did a very yeah. excellent job of writing the show. It's yeah. a very high quality show. I mean, delicatessen. No matter how infuriating Jerry Seinfeld is as a person now, it doesn't mean he didn't make a great show. You know, you know, and and Mike, you know, and um, Michael Richards has his issues, and yeah, like like all of them, right? Yeah. They are just it worked. It it did work. All right, five, Fleabag. I mean, it's a really good show, but fifth best show of all time? I'm going to keep I going. I don't think so, because I watched a few episodes and went, yeah. oh, well, yeah, okay, maybe I'll She's funny. She's absolutely funny, but come on. But it was not, like, the whole thing was just not, like, I just started watching the whatever Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. 
I ended up watching the first season. I just binge watched it. It was. It's pretty delightful. It is delightful. And so I ended up with her. She's going to go and finish grade eight at night school, right? And I haven't watched season two, but I am looking forward to it. I just need, because I know I'll end up watching the whole season. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's and good. I, it's and good. And Bang didn't do that for, for me. For you. It didn't pull you in that way. No, it didn't pull me in. And, um, you know, or maybe I just don't want to keep watching people who are mm -hmm. so self-destructive. Yep. And The Wire made four. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah. It has to make four. Yep. It was... It, it, okay, so a couple of seasons were a little... You know... I, I, I read... I mean, it, a couple of seasons were a little... But um, I read my... Fa uh, I think my uh, favorite thing that I've read about The Wire, which I love. I'm not saying The Wire's a bad show at all. I love The Wire. Um... Is that it is the most cons most successful conservative fiction in history because uh, it says that all of these problems are systemic, but it's hopeless and there's nothing you can do about it. So just look out for your own. Yeah, well, yes, that's that's a big problem. But it did give us Idris Elba. It did give us Idris Elba. It did. It absolutely gave it. No, but I just thought that was a very funny observation because it's like, yeah, the show is unwilling to suggest systemic uh, solutions because yeah. the one time well, they do, Bunny Colvin yeah. legalizing drug sales and it works perfectly, uh, the city shuts it down. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, because of course it's politically unacceptable. Yeah. It's getting, they're getting lots of flack over it, even though it's working. And, you know, Stringer Bell going off to community college to get his. His but, business degree. Right? Oh, yeah. my God. I know. Else is something, right? So he can run the crime business better. More effectively. So that is higher than yeah. Better Call Saul. Not surprised. But yeah. it was, if without Breaking Bad, we wouldn't have Better Call Saul. I know. I just don't think it belongs. Like, I get that. But I don't think you can honestly rate it that way. I don't think yeah. you can say, well, it came first, so it has to be higher on the list. Yeah. You know? No, I agree with you. I well, we'll have to Angel is a better show than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Deep Space Nine is a better show than Star Trek The Next Generation. Just because yeah. one came first doesn't mean the other one gets to be higher on the list. Uh, but anyway, that's the conversation we're going to have after we've rewatched Breaking Bad. The Simpsons, of course. Come on, it's The Simpsons. It's The Simpsons. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I don't care how bad it got. And now that they're clawing their way back to being good, uh, it's, it's The Simpsons. It belongs on there. And of course, number one. I mean, I already spoiled you on this one. Obviously, The Sopranos is number one. Come on. Well, you, you, we've well, already talked about why it doesn't belong here. So I think it's safe to say now that we've seen their list, I think my initial I'll die on this hill, wise guy deserves to be number one. Because if you think about it, this list isn't just... What is the individual quality of the show? It is the individual quality of the show multiplied by how important it was. Yeah. And my point is, and I stand by this, I don't think there's anything more important than Wise Guy in the current conversation of television. Yeah. I, I well, we've made that argument. Uh, we've done a whole podcast about that argument. And hopefully people have watched it. Um well, and the thing about sad. Wise Guy I, is... I read this, I'm reading this, this blink, this <coughs> synopsis of The Sopranos and going, as Dr. Melfi helped Tony better understand himself and his relationship with his wife and I stuff. I know. Are you out of your mind? 
it's like, okay, look at the shows that are prestige shows, you know, from the recent history of in these top 10, right? And then top 10. Uh, so Mary Tyler Moore show Cheers and Seinfeld were all network shows in the top 10, right? So Atlanta, uh, Mad Men, Fleabag, The Wire, Breaking Bad, uh, sorry, and uh, The Simpsons is a, uh, uh, I mean, it's there for its history and the fact that it's run forever. And The Sopranos. So six of the top 10 shows are cable shows that could basically do whatever they want. And I think it's notable that all of the ones that aren't network shows, mm -hmm. did you notice that all the ones that aren't network shows are comedies? Yeah. Like the the six dramas are all cable shows. I mean, yeah. Fleabag's a dramedy, but still they're all cable shows. And the only, all of the network shows are comedies, which we can get away with a lot more. And the fact that they didn't put a network drama anywhere near the top is interesting to me. Right? Because you look at Wise Guy. I think, so Wise Guy, uh, it, A, it revolutionized television. It completely revolutionized television. And it completely revolutionized television while operating under network strictures. Yes. So the feat it accomplished, if it weren't a great show, like if the individual episodes weren't fantastic, which... Most of them are, even if they weren't, the fact that it completely revolutionized television while having to fight a network for every millimeter of innovation it tried to do yeah. makes it belong on this list. But for the fact that it accomplished all that while also being like the best written and acted show on television at the time, how is it not on this list? Okay, here's how he ranks them. Please. A ranking of the most game-changing, no, side-splitting, some of them, tear-jerking, mind-blowing, world-building, genre-busting. Like, there's a few of them, but I can think of so, so many, many more. I mean, we're on this list. Hey, if you want genre-busting, if you want mind-blowing, where the F is American Gothic? Yeah. Yeah. American, American Gothic. Gothic. Now that's a show that took risks as a TV network show. Oh, geez. Yes. And paid for it. But... Oh, yeah. They got canceled. You know, oh, they got canceled. Uh, I can think, I can think, where's Babylon 5? Where's Babylon 5? I mean, that's, that's my, I'm going here. So where's Babylon 5? Where's Wise Guy? I mean, some of the greatest shows some, from beginning to end. Yep. What is he going to say? Babylon 5? Well, it didn't affect all that much. Excuse me. You think some of these shows that Do you, you think Game of Thrones could have happened without Babylon 5? Showing you that people will watch one story from beginning to end for five seasons? Yeah. Because that's what it proved. Yeah. That you could, you could tell one story and develop and change characters. And that Babylon 5 still... When I get to the end, I am still bawling my eyes out. I know. It's such a powerful ending. And I watch that. As good as it gets. That is my go-to show once a year. The you last turn, couple. You have to. I uh, turn once, it on. Or when things start to get really, really crazy. 
and just turn stop. on Babylon 5 and it helps you, you know, understand what's important again. Yeah, and refocus and it takes on all the issues. I mean, I understand why J. Michael Straczynski wants to do a reboot. Yeah. I, I do understand why he wants to do but it. He already made something perfect. Yeah, he already made something perfect that deals with all of this business of fascism that deals with and sets it so far in the future that it is still worth yeah. watching and you get the freaking message and how difficult it is. And the stakes are so high and the price that you have to pay to get somewhere that is positive and then even then yeah. it isn't perfect nothing is ever simple and there's no e there's no happy no. ending and there's no easy answer everything is work all the time yeah you can never ever give up the fight yeah for the good and you know and you see people develop and change and don't and you see regret you everything that is a babylon five to me mm -hmm. it's a perfect show from beginning to end it is no i'm I, I would uh, never fight you on that one you know now do i think wise guy is more important of course it's more important okay as a show across the board babylon five is a perfect show it deals with politics it deals with humanity it shows people changing. Yeah, there are a few episodes that are a bit much. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you kind of go, and I still remember the Jack the Ripper one. Well, okay, yeah, you did. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure. That was the, the end of that one was, yeah. Even why not? But it was a hard episode to watch. Yep. As you were. And I mean, and I will say this, like any show that can do the episode passing through Gethsemane yeah. is like right up there of the top pieces of television writing I've ever seen. Oh, that, that is as, well, I mean, I, I've written a whole blog and stuff on my other blog. Yeah, about just how good that one episode how of television this is. episode, and I will still, right? And there are so many things that I still, I will go back. He mm. made, he put sort of, he managed to take the essence of what is what human beings can strive for and what makes it and everybody there is nobody in that show that hasn't failed yep to 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 live up to sort of their ideals even mm -hmm. our beloved delen yep you know, we'll there are everything is compromise in that everybody, world. Everybody makes compromises sometimes, yeah. but everybody also can be surprising. Even the bad characters, even can, the worst of the worst can surprise you. Yeah. And it's it's that human beings are multi multifaceted, that life is a difficult. The shadows surprise you at the end of the show. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, but I'm not, you know what, we're, we'll save this for talking more about uh, Babylon 5. But yeah, like there's, everything about it is fascinating and everything about it is worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, it is, okay. it is such an incredible show. And as you say, I mean, okay, Star Trek, okay, Deep Space Nine is a lot better. It's not, it's almost Babylon 5 level. Yeah. But um, it's a much better show than the episodic ones. 
Yep. But I have to admit, I just watched uh, my sister lent me her Klingon. They, they packaged a whole bunch of Klingon episodes, yeah, episodes together. together. Yeah, and I watched them all over the last couple of weeks. Aww. I need some Klingons. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, and they hold. They just do hold up. Yeah. But, you know, and I can see why, you know, I used to, you know. And I got to say, if I... If we had been, excuse me, if we'd been in this conversation before we created, uh, you know, style section, the wise guy podcast, yeah, I think I would be having it like, I might be willing to say to you, maybe I'd put Babylon five over wise guy as the best TV show of all time. Uh, just because of what he accomplished, what he set out to do, how thematically perfect it is, Yeah, but like the fact that we now go back and we watch wise guy for the first time in our lives and see what wise guy really was yeah in a way that we'd never understood it before that they were making an anti-authority anti-capitalism cop show yeah i mean it was stunning and they managed to get away with it and not let anybody that it's like a show that indicted all system. I mean, it's basically a show that, you know, at the end didn't have the guts to come out and say it. We all know what happened those last two seasons, but it's like, it was a show that was almost anarchic in its opposition to all of these forms of power and authority. And just like the way that it was saying that, no, being in charge is corrupting on every level. Yeah. Like the fact that like right now, that they still refer to it as the Melon Susan Prophet arc when that's never what the show was about. <laughs> if you buy a box set, uh, it'll say Melon Susan Prophet or just the Prophet arc in the cover. Mel ain't in the first episode and neither of them are in the last two episodes. And there's a reason for that. And it's because the show was never about them. <laughs> no, it was about Roger. It was about Roger the whole time. Like the fact that the first episode was called Independent Operator was a clue. <laughs> yeah. That no, he wanted to retell. He wanted to retell the Smedley Butler story for America today. And he did, and nobody freaking noticed that's what was happening. It's it's um it is fascinating. I I, I mean, that's it. I mean, this yeah. there are some things that shouldn't be on here. There are mm-hmm. some things that we didn't watch. We would have rejigged a few things. There Had are, we been able to see it, yeah. What the hell is that on this show? But the fact that it's like, can you imagine a show today doing what they did with Lynchborough and being oh, like... No. Oh my God, um, I don't even think it would get past any anybody. No, there's the fact that he said, oh, so we're going yeah. out, we're losing the show, we're not going to do the show anymore. Great. We're going to do an episode about how capitalism is the same thing as feudalism. And there is nothing worse for the world than letting people have too much money. Yeah. And and then they're like, oh, by the way, remember how we spent the first year, half of the first year glamorizing the mob? Now we're going to show what the mob is really like. It's just a bunch of scummy people living in junkyards. Yeah. <laughs> And a man going crazy from getting hepatitis from working in Cartage. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. They went out hard. Well, they went out hard. Sometimes when you know you're not going to be able to cope and you're not going to, you're going to just have to walk away. You do some pretty 
Um, you just throw the grenade in. Because yeah. No, they burned out. all their bridges on the way out. Yeah, you might and, as well. Yeah, you might as well. And then they tried to do something with season four. But as we found out, then the Iraq war happened and they didn't get to do what they an wanted. entire season about how the friggin' CIA is evil. And, <laughs> you know, maybe we shouldn't be so awful to Cuba, which is where that show was going. Yeah, that's where the show was going. Like, oh, hi, let's do a whole giant story arc about how the anti-Castro community in Florida are a bunch of monsters. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, we're not going to be allowed to do that because America's at war right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta say, finding out, it's weird how we, when we sat down to watch season four, we couldn't understand what we were watching. And then we checked what was happening when the yeah. show came out. And we're like, oh, okay, I understand what happened here. Yeah, yeah. oh, okay. So this is, yeah. yeah go listen to our podcast on Wise yeah. Guy the Fourth Season. The first, is, the first few ones. It is so much less bad than we thought it was. And so much more interesting than we thought it was. And wow, could it have been something special? Well, because we managed to find an answer. And I mean, we find, managed to find some answers that we probably didn't think all that much about when it first came out. No, we wouldn't have. Because we were so disappointed by, you know, Ken Wall's gone and they've moved the show to Florida and we don't understand what they're doing here. And like, neither of us was that into, uh, what do you call it? Neither of us was that into, you know, the story of the Cuban Revolution at the time. No, well, yes, but then, then again... We have, since before we did that, we did do Beyond Borders. <laughs> well, no, I mean, in the years since, 19, since 1991, both of us have become very educated about Cuba. You know? <laughs> it's just like, God. Oh, my God. All right. So before we go, I just want to give people an update since, since we ended up talking about this. Uh, do you know what happened last week? Well, uh, tell us. Gay marriage became legal in Cuba. I'm not lying. That's not a joke. Gay marriage is now legal in Cuba. Yeah. The, you know, there were, there were activists asking for it. And yeah. so the government finally said, okay, you, you want this? Let's do a, let's do a national public vote. Do so now gay people have all of the same civil rights as uh, straight people. They can adopt, they can inherit their partner's thing. Any government service given to you because you're somebody's spouse. Now your same sex partner can get. In Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, in America, they're trying to take that away. All of it. it, so, it and by the way, and you want to be like, I love how for how many years now, for 60 years, the opposition uh, to the Castro government and communism in Cuba has always been, we want to make Cuba free. We want to make Cuba, you know, the people of Cuba free, give them rights and blah, blah, blah. All of those people voted against gay marriage. <laughs> of course. It was the official position of the anti-government groups to be against gay marriage. So tell me again whose side I should be on in this fight. Well, yes, I, I yes, and just in case this just further justifies the horrendous screed that we poured Did. on beyond yeah. Cuba. Yeah, the episode where they went to Cuba and we got told that Che Guevara was a serial killer who just found an excuse to kill people. 
I have rarely wanted to slap somebody more <laughs> than I did whoever wrote that line of dialogue. Well, yes. I don't even I don't even blame Gary Sinise. I know he's a right wing creep. I don't even blame you for saying it, Gary Sinise. No, no. I blame do. whoever wrote that down. Yes, and um yes, and and the questions we couldn't have asked if we had gone <laughs> if down we had to, come to get the set visit. I know that would have been the hardest part of a set visit had COVID not, you know, gotten worse uh, and they canceled the set visit is if we had gone up there. Hey, let's talk about Cuba. <laughs> let's Could we have restrained ourselves? Borders. Let's talk about Beyond Borders. Yeah, I mean, there, there, it, it was always going to be a mixed bag because um, the showrunner. We would want to be supportive of everybody and the head writer who we love, but had she been there could we have kept our mouths shut yes it would have been yes you know it's and and seeing as very few people on criminal minds have actually listened to our podcast they <laughs> are now aware of it i know uh, and your and your blogs right yeah. we know we know they're aware of it and we got invited we can't say by who but you know we can't say by who but we they we know they're aware of it we know people have listened to and read the blogs right we can't say who but we know for a fact that it has and we were invited to the set so it's like we just know it ain't erica messer i'll tell you that much <laughs> yes we, we can, can tell, tell you that, that much <laughs> that's the one thing we can tell you obviously it ain't erica messer who likes us well no when, when i think back to some of the stuff we've said on this show yeah, yeah and don't I... do not blame her for one second although i stand by everything we said <laughs> As I well, said, no. I mean, we'll be watching the new show. Of course we're going to be watching the new show. It's and starting at the end of November. We are eight weeks away from watching more Criminal Minds. Are you kidding me? Of course we're watching the new show. Okay, so that that that's that that's what I'll have to write in the thing. Eight weeks away from watching the new episodes of Criminal Minds. New episodes of Criminal Minds. I can't wait. Looked at Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest TV Shows and had a real problem with it. Uh, did you Did you hear what it's about? The show, uh, the new season. Don't well, well. I don't know whether I've read the latest. Okay, well, no, but it's like they introduced like a guy who's one of the villains, and they've explained the basic premise of the show. Mm. And uh, it looks like they're going, they're going to take a third shot at the organization of serial killers. Oh, okay. No, I did know that. You did know that. Okay. Oh yeah. Because remember, they tried that with the uh, the snuff ring back in episode season like five or six. Yeah. They tried that with the guys who were kidnapping people for bitters all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of tried it. So this is the fourth time, and they kind of tried it with the cult uh, yeah. that was murdering three hundred people for Luke Perry's character. Yeah. In uh, you know the the thing that I found so insulting. Um, but yeah, so they're taking a fourth stab at it. So will they pull it off this time? Because I will say in each of those other versions, one of the biggest problems was they did not have the space to lay the groundwork for that story to work. And they kept trying to do that plot in two episodes. Yeah. And you can't, you just can't with a story this big in scope. Yeah. They're going to do 10 episodes. And they're doing 10 episodes and it's all about this, you know, association cult of serial killers. So if, if they manage to do that, if they manage to actually give this thing the space it deserves, it could be something really interesting yeah. and special. So, so I'm, I'm very optimistic. As they say, stay tuned. 
stay tuned and see, will my optimism be dashed? Let's all find out together. Yes. And we will. All right. All right. So uh, we will see you back here uh, on Wednesday for more, uh, sorry, Thursday for more um, Wire in the Blood. Uh, And of course, on every Sunday, we, we, sorry, not every Sunday do we have one of these, but if something big happens, you'll see us back on a Sunday as well. Okay. All right. Um, I will, uh, there we go. I will see y'all soon. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you'd like us to check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you are listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, please be sure to rate and review it. Uh, that helps people find the show and we appreciate it. We'll see you back here soon, but until then I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.